Why don't you guys do something? A simple yet powerful question. A question asked by the New York City's self-proclaimed guardian of lesbians in the village. Why don't you guys do something? A question asked in a moment of panic, her hands cuffed and her head beaten with a baton. She was violently thrown on the police wagon and the crowd watching replied with action. The beginning of the Stonewall Rebellion. Her name was Stormy Delavier, and this is Unusual Women. Welcome to the show. This is Unusual Women with your host, Michaela. I'm Brogan. Today, we're going to be talking about Stormy Delavier. So, we will also be talking about today the Stonewall Rebellion. Um, first things first, we will be calling it a rebellion, not a riot. Stormy said that it was a rebellion. It was an uprising. It was a civil rights disobedience. It wasn't no damn riot. And we agree there's also a lot of different accounts of if Stormy was the woman who started, like, through the first punch kind of thing. Uh, for the most part, through our research, we found that it was her. She also has proclaimed that it is her. Uh, so that's the narrative we're going to go with. You can look up and see that there are other women, like Sylvia Rivera, who says that she was that woman. Uh, we're not discrediting that. This is just the narrative that we found through our research, and that's what we're going with. Cool. So, Stormy was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, in 1920. Um, Stormy's father was was Caucasian, and her mother was African-American. Her mother worked as a servant to her father's family. Yes, there's not a whole lot else about her family. Um, She actually doesn't even fully know when her birthday is. She decided to celebrate it on the 24th of December. That's what she goes with. As a teenager, Stormy performed in the Ringling Brothers Circus. She rode jumping horses, jumping horses, but was severely bullied for it. I know. She was bullied for jumping horses. That's more than I was doing. I can't. You can't ride a horse? I think I rode a pony at my friend's birthday party. (laughs) I think that's about (laughs) the extent of my horse riding. Fantastic. Um, so her career really took off when she became the only drag king and MC for the Jewel Box Review. Mm-hmm. Um, they And they often played at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. Yeah, which is really neat. Yeah. Because that's a very famous theater. Yeah. Also, she also played at Radio City Music Hall once. Yeah. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Also being a drag king is super cool versus because we always hear about drag queens. We don't necessarily hear about drag kings. Yeah, we hear so much about drag queens, which is great. And they obviously have lots of reality shows and, you know, funny memes. But you know what? Drag kings are badass. Yeah. And we don't hear enough about them. We don't have enough drag kings just out in the public. We need more. Yeah. Um, So this brings up the Stonewall Rebellion. Um, Let's take a moment to break down what the Stonewall Rebellion actually is. So Stonewall Inn was a mafia-owned bar that was frequented by drag queens, transgender people, effeminate young men, butch lesbians, male prostitutes, and homeless youth. Yeah, there was actually a huge homeless youth population there. Uh, They actually found that to be their home. So when the rebellion started happening, they were one of the big uh, instigators of fighting for the the bar because to them, that was literally their home. That was their turf. Uh, So that was interesting. Uh, But basically, this bar was known for people who were uh, poor in the community and then also marginalized by society. The police would regularly raid gay bars, um, but how this would work was the police 
would get money from the bar, like go to it secretly and be like, give us money and we'll tell you when we're going to raid you at three in the afternoon. And then you can be ready. You can have everybody out and, you know, you'll pass with flying colors and uh, we'll have our money. But that's not what happened this time. Um, so the raids typically happen in the afternoon or like early evening. This one happened at 1.20 a.m. because allegedly the mafia did not pay off the cops in time. Well, if you don't pay your corrupt system... Yeah, you're going to get corrupted. Uh, it seems like a saying. Nah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, the police raided Stonewall without an, an announcement, and things very quickly got violent um, while they were detaining the bar patrons. Yes, there is over 200 people who were in the bar at the time. Um, they lined them all up, and just, like, right from the get-go, people who had been even through raids were like, this was different. Uh, this was... First of all, they didn't know it was going to happen, and usually they kind of get the tip off for it, and they just said that the atmosphere was just so different. Yeah. Um, so this leads us to Stormy's rule. Um, the police were loading up liquor and people <laughs> um, into the police wagons to be taken down to the station, and Stormy will, decided she wasn't going to go down without a fight. Um, so she cursed, yelled, and attempted to fight three cops while handcuffed. Yeah, she took down, they first had one cop holding her, but apparently she took him down, and they had to have more people jump in to try and detain her. And she apparently had a very vulgar mouth. Uh, it's not stated exactly what she said, but all the accounts say <laughs> that she had some colorful language, which I'm curious what she was saying. She must have been pretty dang good. Yeah, I know. So the crowd watched until she was finally thrown into the wagon after, after having been um, beaten with a baton. Uh, this was the final straw. This was like the catalyst that sent the crowd into full-on berserk mode. Yeah. Um, so the rebellion took off from there. Um, people threw coins and slashed cop car tires. They made a can-can line, which we both find fantastic. Um, yeah, take a moment to talk about the can-can line. So what happened is the police were making a barricade and probably pointing guns. They were pointing guns. Because mm -hmm. that's cops. And um, in response to that, the patrons and protesters. Yeah, protesters? I mean, at the time, they weren't necessarily protesters. Okay. There were people who saw that there was a commotion right. and just, like, jumped in. Uh, and then the people who were formerly oh, in the bar yeah. who got taken outside. And so they formed... Uh, barricade on themselves and actually marched towards police doing the can-can. Yes, allegedly singing and having chants. Like, they also had these, like, really rhymy, fun chants that they pulled out of thin air. Like, the creativity, really. Yeah, I love mean, it. There was obviously a lot of, you know, violence going on, but I want to take a moment to point out, there were some creative minds to come up with some <laughs> rhymes, like, on the spot. Um, so the um, rebellion for specifically Stonewall was said to last until 4 a.m. in the morning. And the next day, there was double the crowd at the bar. Yes, the bar was also open the next day. They had a sign that said, yeah, we're still open. Even though the bar had been completely destroyed, they said there wasn't a single thing that wasn't broken uh, during the first night. Um, but yeah, no, they were still open. You can go sit and have a beer. Um, so Stormy's role didn't actually end there. She became a bouncer in the 1980s and 90s at lesbian bars. And she had the right to conceal and carry a weapon, which she did to protect her baby girls, as she called them. Yeah. Stormy was known to be patrolling the streets in the 80s looking for, quote, ugliness or any sort of abuse of her baby girls. The community saw her as a gay superhero and not someone to mess with. 
She continued her work as a bouncer until the age of 85. I just love the fact that she was 85 she was a bouncer. 85, bouncing people out of lesbian bars. That's kind of fantastic. It was. Like, could you imagine walking up to that? She checks your ID. She's like, like, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Be like, all right, sorry. <laughs> sorry, bye. <laughs> um, so Starry received many awards uh, for all of her work in gay liberation. Um, but she did say that her most proud project was helping the Battered Women and Children Foundation. Um, she said, quote, if people didn't care about me when I was growing up with my mother being black, raised in the South, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, she did a lot for the battered women's um, centers and, and helping people uh, raise money to like get uh, new homes and stable lives. It was really, really yeah. beautiful. Um, so she lived a very full life and um, passed away in 2014 at the age of 93. Yeah, and she has uh, she spent her last years at a nursing home in Greenwich Village, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, mm. she's just a, a badass woman from the village. Yep. Mm. Yep. So, it's the fiftieth anniversary of Stonewall. It is. How exciting is that? It's very exciting. Happy Pride, guys. Happy Pride. <laughs> um. So, in the fifty years since Stonewall, um, what they were really fighting for is to be gay bars to be. Legal? Legal, yeah. So before gay bars weren't legal, um, I mean, they obviously existed, but they had these raids. So it was just like, this bar can exist. You are allowed to be gay here. The police cannot arrest you. Yeah, or... arrest you just for being here, for being gay, for dressing in drag, anything. Right. They did that. Um, and, and we still celebrate that to this day. We still celebrate that to this day. The whole month of June is World Pride Month, which is fantastic. Um, in the 50 years since... Some things have got better, and some things have not necessarily changed. Yeah, some things have stayed the same. But on pros, we obviously legalize gay marriage. Gay marriage is legal in the U.S. and in many countries around the globe at this point. Mm -hmm. A lot of places, at least in New York especially, are doing things like unisex bathrooms to help with um, gender roles and gender fluidity so you don't feel constrained into going into a man or male or female bathroom. That's something that's being added in. Yeah, so that's great that New York's doing that. There's obviously uh, some states that are a little less than enthusiastic to join that train, but we are moving forward. Yes. For every, you know, step back, we do have two steps forward, even if it's not in, you know, especially these places in the South, even if we're not moving forward as fast as we'd like to there, we are moving yeah. pretty quick in New England and, and up in the North. So that's great. Like, um, like Maine is a super liberal state, yeah. and I think that's awesome. And uh, that's not really a state that we totally think of. Obviously, we think of California and New York. But, you know, there's some other states that are really yeah. doing a lot. New Hampshire yeah. is another great one. Well, I also think that it's really cool that people, especially in the last year or so, have really picked up, or at least in entertainment, I know it's been more of a thing, of putting your pronouns at the end of your emails so that people know when you're emailing in, like, that little, like, signature line. It says, like, your title, your pronouns. Oh, I didn't and even know that. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. It's been uh, happening a lot in, like, theater and things like that and where, from what I do, and, like, that's really cool. And, like, I, it, like, made me think. I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to start doing that in my emails because that is something that people who I think we are, need to normalize yeah. changing pronouns. Exactly. Um, because, you know, it still is something that people get uncomfortable about, like, having to say they. And, yeah. But you know what? It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is changing, and it's great. Yeah, we should all do that. If you haven't yeah. done that, change that in your emails. Do I'm going to change it right after this. Fantastic. 
Every little helps, guys. Every little thing helps. Just the fact that even if you're um, not part of the LGBTQ community and you're an ally, just helping normalize life. Right. That makes day-to-day yeah. life more inclusive. Yes. And that's what we're aiming for. Right. Ah, I love Pride. Equality for all. <laughs> okay, guys. So thank you so much for listening to us. Um, we, of course, want to thank... Stormy, thank you for everything yes. you did. Thank you for everything you did for gay liberation, for women, for equality. You were truly an inspiration, and we want to thank you. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you. And then we also want to thank Sterling Nichols for doing our music, and Michaela for making sure to research people, and Brogan for doing graphics. And also thank you for listening. Yes. You know, what's a podcast without listeners? <laughs> It'd be very sad. It's just us in a box then. It's just us in the closet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no more being in the closet. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Uh, if you have anybody you want to suggest the show, please send in a comment, send in an email, send it however you want to send it. We really love suggestions. We really love you guys. And thank you so much for listening.